Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one definitive page of Talmud each day. And today, friends, I, I can't believe I'm uttering these words, but here we are reading page 119, the very last page of Bava Kama. We have made it through the first of the Bavas. Don't worry, there are two more to go. But before we continue to our beloved Bava Metzia, before we begin learning a new tractate, before we move on and bid all those cows that we spent so many days with farewell, we need to do what we always do on occasions like this, which is stop, take a breath, and invite the one man who could make sense of the entire Masechta, of the entire tractate, and remind us what Bava Kama is all about. Welcome! My dear friend, teacher, Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute privilege and pleasure. And it is so surreal to realize that we are now finishing the first tractate in the third order of the Talmud. We started in Brachos. Again, we're at our fourth. We started in Brachos, which is part of Zeraim, which is agricultural law. Then we finished all of Seder Moed, which was all about Shabbos and the Yuntavs and the holidays. And we have finished all the order of Nushim, which is all about marital law and divorce. And here we are finishing our our first tractate in the world of Nizikin, which is the law, world of damages. And I don't know about you, but I have about had it up to here with cow conversations. It is it is really remarkable. This was the first tractate I ever learned as a child, and it felt like every single page was taken out of a Gary Larson Farside comics that always used to feature these cows talking to each some, other. Some cow doing something. Some cow doing something on nearly every page. And your bewilderment with why we have spent so much time on cows, you are certainly not alone. There is a fascinating article that came out in October of 1940 in a Torah journal called Hakriya Vahakidusha, which actually published an article called Torah's Hasidus Chabad, which is the Hasidic approach on how to understand passages in Talmud. And the author of that article, which was renounced later by the movement. That's the absolute truth. But the author of that article essentially said, why are we spending so much time talking about cows? Why are we spending so much time delving into what happens if your cow gores another cow? Like, like, why is this relevant? Shouldn't we be spending more time thinking about God and divinity and prayer and meditation? Why is it that we have spent the last few months delving into what happens if your cow gores another another cow, even if conceptually these are the laws of damages that animate any car accident or fender bender, it's hard to see the divinity in this. There was such soaring majesty in the tractates of Shabbos. There was such soaring divinity when we discussed the prayers and ideas of blessings, when we discussed the ideas of marriage and divorce and how we have unions together. We saw the beauty of Jewish law and ideas, and here we've basically spent the last few months sitting in like an intro to tort law uh, in law school. And where is the divinity in this tractate? And I actually think there was something so remarkable. And as always, this was the subject of the article that I wrote in the closing of the tractate. And I really tried to understand what makes this order of Talmud unique. In most societies, the laws of damages are designed to reinforce societal equilibrium and reciprocity. We have these laws in American law. So what makes it unique in Jewish law? 
And I think there's something really remarkable about our order and specifically the tractate of Bavakama, where it is not just about societal pragmatism and figuring out how two people can get along when they both have property that kind of dings into one another. It is specifically through our tractate Bavakama and Seder Nazikin at large that we can actually find divinity in perhaps the most important place of all, and that is within one another. There is a remarkable comment by Rabbi Meir Abu Lafia in his commentary Yad Ramah where he suggests that the entire prohibition of causing damages is an outgrowth of the biblical verse of the Ahavta Lareha Kamocha, to love your neighbor as yourself. That is why you have to have so much care about how your property may infringe on somebody else's rights. Seder Nazikin may not feel otherworldly because it requires us, each of us as an emissary of God, to transform and infuse our mundane world with religious idealism. Religious idealism of saying, how can I I make sure that nothing in my property, nothing in my life infringes on anybody else. It's interesting that that article that we mentioned that was questioning the Hasidic approach to Talmud study, because it is specifically within our tractate that we are told, if you want to become a Hasid, on page 30A, I believe, so long ago, somebody who wants to become a Hasid, you should study the laws of damages. What? I thought you have to put on a strike. I thought you have to learn how to speak Yiddish. But no, a chassid, Bavakama reminds us, is someone who can find divinity not just in everywhere, but within everyone. And Seder Nazikin is the reminder that if Talmud study only transforms the otherworldly parts of your life, Shabbos, prayer, the base medrash, the shul, but leaves your interpersonal obligations the same as when you arrived, then you really haven't immersed yourself in the world of the Talmud. Real commitment to religious life means the mundane interactions of our everyday lives, shopping carts slamming into cars, cutting people in line, road rage, need to be transformed as well. If religious growth does not also translate into everyday decency and care for others, one should rightfully wonder if there has ever been any religious growth at all. Seder Nazikin gives us a new pair of glasses where we can look at the proverbial cows of the world with the same wonder that we gaze at Shabbos candles. It is the ultimate reminder that the most important religious illumination is that which emerges from our friends and neighbors. I can't help but tell you how moving I found this conclusion. <laughs> no, you, no, you didn't. I'm no, you so didn't. I'm so sorry. But what a beautiful way to cap off Tractate Bavakama. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. Hadran Allah Bavakama, Vahadra Khalan. We shall return to you, Tractate Bavakama, and we hope and pray that you, Bavakama, will return to us. Amen Sela.
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.